rub it, rub it on your hands, and you rub your hands yeah. together, and you give it a good sniff. And uh... literally, what I was doing with the Sazerac when it yeah. spilled on my hands earlier, I was like, yeast, yeah. apples, rye, like, and, yeah. and a little bit of coal. Exactly. <laughs> That's. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. This is a very special episode of Chill Filtered this week, episode two seven or yeah two seven three. Uh, we are drinking a great pour, that's one thing, uh, but also this is the first of what I would consider the test episodes with some uh, potential co-hosts. Uh, now that Robbie is out and uh, doing his thing. Uh, we are putting a few people to the test, and I'm excited for each one of them. I'm not going to mention who they are until their episode comes out, but this is the first of those episodes. I think we're going to do four, maybe five, but likely about four uh, of these uh, test episodes, uh, one after the other. And uh, the first one uh, this week is uh, Brian. But before I introduce Brian officially, uh, here's a great way to support us. Uh, so I, I was checking things today. And I noticed that no one uh, has reviewed our podcast in a little bit of time. And uh, that's on Apple Podcasts, of course. So if you're on, and I believe Brian has. So the, kudos to Brian. Uh, but if you are checking us out on Apple Podcasts and you're a big fan, you haven't uh, written us a nice little um what do you call it? A, a little review. People rate us. We got more ratings than reviews, but that makes sense. Uh, but if you got something to say, uh, good or bad, I guess at this point, say it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and it really brings people to see our podcast. Uh, and we love that. So that's the business, long business today. Um, but yeah, that's what we're starting up. We got Brian on the line. Uh, Brian, uh, first of all, I want to know uh, where you're from and what are you entry buzzing on? Yeah. Hey, so uh, thanks for having me on. It is an absolute pleasure. Uh, it, it's even a little honor to be here. I've been listening for a couple of years and, yeah. uh, and even just seeing you on the screen now, it feels like I'm just listening to the podcast, but now I'm just like <laughs> talking at my monitor. But, uh, so I grew up in, uh, in Kansas. I, so I'm from Kansas. I moved to Arizona, which is where I live now. I, uh, moved here in 2010. So I've been nice. in Arizona for about 13 years. Nice. And, um, what am I entry buzzing on? Okay. So I was at Come total on. wine this morning as all, <laughs> As all the best stories start out, I was at Total Wine this morning. That's where we, uh, we didn't officially meet at Total Wine, but we officially met in person at Total Wine. That's exactly correct. Uh, yeah. That uh, I started listening to the podcast and I kind of reached out on Instagram, which is always good. Mm -hmm. People reach out on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, cool. so we were chatting a little bit and you told me you go to Total Wines on uh, Fridays <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. And Friday is still, even to this day, one of the best days to go, even though today's nice. not Friday, but Anyway, nowadays, Wednesdays and Fridays are kind of the days to go in Arizona. So if nice. you're in Arizona, maybe give it a go. But uh, yesterday, I saw some posts on Facebook, people saying that the new Jack Daniels twice barreled rye. Oh, nice, the rye, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, was hitting Arizona. So I started calling around yesterday, trying to call the total lines. And the one that's that's pretty far out of the main city, the one that's kind of on the outskirts in the Queen, uh -huh. Creek, Queen Creek City. Oh, totally. They, that was um, the one I would go to. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that or was no, 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 no. That's not. That was the other one I went to. That was I split between um, 
Gilbert and or in Temp or Queen Creek rather. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because uh, we met at the Gilbert one, but uh, yeah. the so that Queen Creek one, the guy told me, yeah, you know, nice. it's uh, I actually see it. It's it's on the manifest. It's supposed to be on the truck today. So maybe call back later. The truck hasn't come yet. Blah blah blah. Uh -huh. So I go to work. I do my normal day at work, and then I'm on my way home a little early, and I give him a call, and he says, actually, the truck never came today. It's coming tomorrow. It's definitely definitely on the truck tomorrow and uh i have some buddies too uh other buddies that i've met outside total wine and now we pretty good friends now but nice. uh so they were actually they hung out at the queen creek store just waiting for the truck to arrive <laughs> they're they're a little crazier than i am we're all a little crazy <laughs> but i uh so they hung out at queen creek for a little bit uh they were waiting around uh and so they told me you know hey we're gonna get there a little early tomorrow so come if you want blah 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 so i go today and I'm there this morning and uh, and I'm the fourth one there and I hear they're getting three bottles. <gasps> so I'm like, I've, okay, such, I've well, so been there before. No, <laughs> like I'll stick it out, I guess. I'll yeah. chat because, you know, it's always good hanging out with the guys and everything. Mm -hmm. so, so we're hanging out outside waiting for the store to open. Store opens. We go in. Sure enough, three bottles. Uh, but <laughs> my uh -huh. man, my man, David. Uh, he, uh, he knew how much I, I was interested in this. And, uh, so he turned around and he was like, here, man, here, you owe me some samples, but here you can have oh. this one. Oh, long story short, not, not even short. My entry buzz today is the, the brand new Jack Daniels. That's twice awesome. It's beautiful yeah. bottle it is. Yeah. And it's beautiful juice inside too. You can't even, you can't even see my finger on the other end of this. That's true. It's dark. <laughs> so wait, yeah. okay. Well, no, I'm going to ask. Is it as funky as like Matt Porter and people were saying? Um, funky. I'm not getting funk. Uh, uh -huh. And and to me, my definition of funkiness is earthy tobacco, uh -huh. kind of. Mm -hmm. That that sort of wet forest floor note that yeah, yeah, yeah. is a little crazy, but I get it. I get it. Um, uh -huh. I'm not I'm not getting the funky, but I am getting deep, deep double oaked. This is. Okay, gotcha. This, you know, Woodford double oaked, Sagamore mm -hmm. double oaked. This is, if those are dial up to 10 out of 10 double oaked, this one's dialed yeah. up to 11 out of 10 double okay. oaked. This is, this is a little yeah. more double oaked than, than what you're probably used to. So if you love that deep, rich, oh, and it's also like syrupy. It's also What's maple. It's a hundred proof, hundred proof. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They do a good job, Jack Daniels, these days, especially they outside do. of their main realm. They do. And I do yeah. think, you know, if this was higher proof, I could see how it would take away from that syrupiness, from that special mm -hmm. sweetness and that double oak. That bite yeah. might might take away from from that the richness of the double oak. So, you know, what? Cool. I, th I think it's really good. And uh, and here I am drinking it. It smells real good. That's too. awesome. Yeah. What, what, a, what a fine what do you have I, uh, what, what's your entry button? uh actually i went with rye as well um this is my i don't know if you remember um this is my decanter pour. this is a um mm. waterford decanter really fancy i saw one of these for sale like a vintage one for like 300 bucks the other day and i'm like that's Dang. this was a gift from my father-in-law shout out to tracy <laughs> um but this is my typical decanter pour, and it's Sazerac uh, Six, Baby Saz. Nice. So um, it is. Uh, I was uh, before you even hopped on the um, like the the stream. I was just thinking, like, this is potentially, in my opinion, 
the best value rye. Like if you were to say like, you know, you can get it for like 30 bucks, 35 at the most, you know, at retail. Yeah. And if you were to say make it 70, but double how good it is, I don't know if you could outdo a, that for $70. You don't, you don't agree? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Make it twice as good for $70. No, 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 no. It still wouldn't be the, the value wouldn't be there. Right. That, um, that's what you were saying, right? I think so. So basically, like <laughs> if you made it double as good and double the price, it would be like the best value. Like even though it'd still be like theoretically the best value, yeah. if we're like dividing uh you know amazingness by price it's just like this is the one for me i'll tell you i mean not that i don't agree with you but i'll give another <laughs> do a spit take i'm down there. to hear it i'll uh I, my number one value rye is old uh, forester old forester 100 proof rye 100 proof yep mm. yep that is the 23 dollar bottle that will deliver and it's much easier to find uh, yeah, yeah. It, I will yeah. say time, time of year kind of has something to do with it, too. I I'll, agree. I'll see it disappear for three, four months. But mm-hmm. but when it's around, it's around for three or four months. So I literally saw it on the shelf today and I was like, good thing I already got one. But I'm yep. hoping it stays on the shelf because you always got to have one Saz. For sure. For yeah. sure. I um I also went to the liquor store today and um I saw Nika from the barrel at like mm. 80 bucks and I was like, I gotta do it. So, yep. Yep. Um, I have one of those unopened, uh-huh. just kind of sitting around waiting for the next sushi night. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I've, I've heard nothing but great things, but I've never yeah. had it before, but I'm really have excited. You read Japanese whiskey. Uh, yeah. And actually, okay, um, not a lot, not a lot, okay. but, um, the, I have a bottle that I bought, um, my in-laws were having a sushi night Nice. And uh, like build your own sushi night. We'll get some uh, get some that. tuna from AJ's, a nice grocery store, mm-hmm. and and make our own sushi. And um, so I wanted to get something that was you know pretty good, pretty yeah, totally yeah, a little special maybe. And um, so I found this brand called Kayo, K A I Y O, and uh, they have a peated version. So it's a peated Japanese whiskey. And I really I liked it. it. I, I don't have a lot that's to great. compare it against, but I just mm. I thought it was super Wait, solid. So that's- so far, that's the only one, though. Uh, I mean, actually, come to think of it, that might be the uh-huh. only Japanese whiskey I've oh, ever had. Man. So, like, I've heard great things about Kyle, and like, I've never had a Japanese whiskey that let me down. Yeah. Oh, baby. But like, if, once if you only start I knew someone up... with a Yamazaki eighteen, if, if yeah, only. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> actually, I'm down. I'm down to hear that because uh, <laughs> I, I do have to courier uh, a sample of this out soon. Uh, of the yam 18 i recently snagged yeah, uh at retail which is like stupid it's expensive but it's it's like talk about value it's almost worth six hundred dollars i mean and um, look how excited you are too like yeah exactly there's and it's there's like sentimentality yeah. there i swear that's one of robbie's absolute favorite whiskeys oh, of all time for sure. i know robbie's gonna be jealous <laughs> yeah 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 so i need to uh uh one of the other um test episodes we're gonna be drinking that one nice um, and so i'm looking forward to that one too but uh uh yeah so but even like even if yamazaki 12 or hakushu 12 or nika uh like yoichi releases they're like i mean if you like kayo like it's i imagine it's just a step up from that because it's what i love about japanese whiskey is it's always complex and really good with ice, <laughs> which is not usually how I'll drink it. Like if I, I'm not going to pour like only for the episode, am I going to pour 
Yamazaki 18 over ice, but I can assure you having not even tried it yet that Yamazaki 18 with ice is phenomenal Mm -hmm. just by my experience with Japanese whiskey and even my experience with Yamazaki 18. But um, I'm glad you're glad you're at least going to do it once over ice because you 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 got to know because otherwise you're never going to know. And then people people will hate on you for that. And I don't get much like hate on for like trying it that way. But like some people like my my prior boss that I worked for for that whiskey bar I used to work at, mm-hmm. like he will like he will. That's the a hill he'll die on is like whiskey is not meant for ice. Hmm. And um, but I'm like, you got to try it. You got to find out. And even if it's like the last little dregs, you just quick add a little ice into it. So, yep. And uh, love the you know, previous episode uh, found north. Uh, yeah, the, I I'm blanking on the good. name because I'm just the best with names. But uh, nah, his yeah. his opinion oh, on, Taylor, on yep. ice, mm-hmm. yeah, Nick, yeah, yeah. Uh, just do whatever you want with it, man. If you yeah. you bought this bottle, put ice in it. If exactly. you, and you know what? I was wondering if he was going to hit on this as he was talking about mm-hmm. that. But but uh, if that's what gets you to buy the Found North, if if your favorite yeah. whiskey in the world is Found North over ice. If you like it with ice, yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Found North yeah. wants you to buy more Found North, is, mm-hmm. even if you're going to put it over ice. Like, do what you want with it. If that's yeah. what makes it sell, that's what makes it sell. If that's what makes you buy it, do it. I'll, I'll say this. It's kind of a funny thought because I was like, as a whiskey seller, yes. But as a bartender, like, it's hard. Because, yes, you're selling whiskey, but if someone comes up to you and says like, hey, you know, I really want uh, like I'm trying to think like like I really want like um, like old blowhard or something like that, like uh, orphan barrel, like release. That's like really rare, really expensive, really old. But uh, I really want it on ice. I'd be like, basically what I would do is like I am happy to give you ice, but I really need you to try it neat first, especially yeah. if it's your first time drinking it like i really need you to figure out first if it's worth being neat before you dump some ice in there yeah but that was kind of my thing about yeah, that I mean, that's, like, a, that's a that is I'll a caring bartender that is a very totally. caring bartender that was me yeah. that was, right and that was I'll, I'll be honest that was the best part about being a bartender was like just talking and caring and showing people whiskey yeah so, um that's a cool entry buzz. I was, uh, I was encouraged. Yeah, cool. It's cool to see that. Like, that's yeah. a cool story too. I was excited to show you what that was. Yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing this week, listeners, actually, Brian is very much behind all this stuff. This week we are going to, like I mentioned last week or whatever week, uh, we're going to send out some invites for, um, discord. And I'll tell you this listeners, if you're like on the fence of maybe potentially installing a new app and, being a part of this discord community uh i have loved it and it's not one of those things that you like need to check in on every time you get a notification i actually don't get notifications for discord i just check it here and there and i'm like oh you know brian or um or sean so far we got brian and sean um and that's because we haven't sent out the link it would be more if, if if i did my job and got on patreon and put the link out um but um brian uh is doing a great job setting that up the discord community and i love it so far and it's not it's not like high commitment and so if you if you're thinking about potentially hopping on the discord whether you're patreon or not hit us up on um on uh instagram 
or we'll send out that link to Patreon this week. So thank you, Brian. Yep. Not a problem. And, and yep. Seconded. Of course it's, you can participate as much as you want to participate. You can turn all your notifications off. You can just pop in every time you buy a sweet bottle and you just want to have somewhere to tell people, dude, look what I just bought. I just found this bottle at retail. You just (laughs) hop hop into the discord server, go into the, go into the shopping channel and and just post that picture in there and be like, look at this guys. (laughs) Yeah. And we're all down to see it and all down to be a little jealous for sure. Um, Let me think, Brian, is there anything else I wanted to ask you before we get into things? How was your, Oh yeah. Tell me. So you had an interview this week. Yeah. I want to hear about it. Yeah, I did. I did. It's uh, was it today. No, it was yesterday actually. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to make sure that I had two (laughs) interviews in one (laughs) week. Two very interesting life moments for me. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> this one's the easy one. That one, I don't know. The uh, so the I did have an interview yesterday. Um, I'm in a I'm in a very technical position right now. Um, yeah. I'm at a I'm at a company where we uh, we make missiles and rockets, and nice. me specifically, I'm an electrical engineer, and okay. I designed the radio frequency the the comm systems nice. so the that wireless communications link that will relay all the data of what's going on inside that rocket back nice. down to the ground to be received on the ground that link is what i help design and make sure that it's going to work as the rocket flies that way really fast nice so, so the position that i uh, that i interviewed for um is more of a management role Mm-hmm. It is a it was a chief engineering role, so it okay. oversees all different aspects of engineering. Okay. So right now I'm kind of specifically electrical engineering in that in that RF world. The chief engineer role is uh, it oversees the electrical as well as mechanical and guidance nice. and navigation and thermal and and all sorts of uh, other um, aspects of of engineering, just to make sure that the program that we're all working is headed in the right direction nice. and every, everybody's making the right design decisions to get to the end goal when the project's over and we deliver that to whoever our customer is. So. Yeah. It's a little weird for me. It's uh, it's I'm I've no, I I don't have much managerial experience. Mm-hmm. I don't have much experience outside the world of electrical engineering. But mm-hmm. the important thing for me to relay was that I want to. I want yeah. to get more experience. That's where I want my career to go. So it'll be interesting to see if they're interested in having me come on to um, be in in a in a learning role and and uh, i don't think i said this explicitly but the role is for a um for a deputy chief engineer so it really okay. is like a chief engineer in training so That's I, i'll have plenty of opportunity to work underneath the current chief engineer who i already have a really good relationship with nice. <laughs> I, I think if he's listening to no he's not listening to this uh-huh. <laughs> no i'm kidding uh, anyway, I, uh, I'll have plenty of time to, uh, to, to study under him and understand decisions that are made and why those decisions are made and, and a uh, lot of FaceTime with the customer and, and um, making sure that they're getting everything that they're paying for. <laughs> totally. Yep. So do you feel like you did a good job with the interview? I do. I feel That's- like um, I feel very fulfilled. I, I feel nice. like I did the best of my ability. I feel like I came across well. 
Mm-hmm. I felt like I was um, as genuine as can be for here's where I want my career to go. And cool. here's what I want it to be. And here is who I am right now. And, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, you don't, you never want to try to make it seem like they're like, Oh, talk about a time when you had this hard totally. decision to make. And you like, try to like, you try to wedge yourself in like there's this weird mm-hmm. example that almost kind of works like yeah i, I, I tried like to be a good yeah, yeah i tried to be as genuine Toolbox. as possible because if it works mm-hmm. i want it to work naturally so mm. i'm uh i'm i'm very happy with the way this is gonna go if it if it if it if if it goes one way or the other it doesn't matter to me at all because i'm very very happy where i am right now that's cool and the and the, the culture is fantastic and uh, oh Love by it. the way one of my coworkers. Uh, three cubicles down from me is your uh-huh. old your old buddy Brandon. Yeah, and, and Brandon is the reason why I found this podcast. Brandon is oh, yeah, the one right. at mm-hmm. work. He told me all about it, and he even gave nice. me. You had some cards; they were like business cards. Uh-huh. I, I want to yeah, say yeah. it was square, square shaped and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah, he gave me one of those cards, and that's how I subscribed to the podcast. Hey, and started shout out to one. Brandon! And uh, oh wait, hold on, can I ding? Can I ding? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So double <laughs> ding to Brandon yeah, yeah. because today mm-hmm. is Brandon's birthday. Happy <gasps> birthday! Okay, so Brandon is really good at um, at texting people for their birthday. Like he'll he'll literally reach out to me and say, "Hey, it's Beck's birthday today." Yep. So while you say that, I'm going to text him. Double and... checking the calendar. Double checking. Yes, yes. Today, okay, today. Cool. Today is um, Brandon's birthday. So, okay. I know a guy. I'm not going to mention your company, but I know a guy <laughs> in a different state who works for your company. Okay. And he works with rockets and radio stuff. Cool. Is it possible you know him? Like, I know it's a huge company. Yeah, it is a huge company, and yeah. our our group, our RF group, um, we're very. Um, we only do. We only work on projects that are from our location. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, rarely, rarely do we work with other uh, personnel that mm-hmm. are e- even even RF related. Rarely do we yeah. actually reach out to other That's companies. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. so it's very unlikely that I know, but that'd be really cool mm-hmm. if I did. Well, I'm going to throw out a name. Randy yeah. Janka. Randy? Nope. Definitely nope. don't okay, know. Cool. That is a okay, unique cool. last name. Yeah, yeah. It is. I yeah. think it's like uh, Scandinavian in some way or something. Yeah. Like that, I think but... it's like the old uh, 90s uh, tabletop game. Janka. Jank- yeah. But this Janka. one has a K. So that's all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, no, that's cool. I um, Yeah. I know a good few people that work for your company now uh, mm-hmm. just randomly. One of my friends used to work for ULA and he switched to your company and he's very cool. He's, very cool. Actually, the funny thing was he went to school with uh, Brandon. Oh, cool. At UW. Yeah, and, nice. um, yeah. So uh, do you, were you working under Brandon? <laughs> yeah, actually for a little okay, bit. Cool. That's cool. Uh, so we, uh, we had a lot of manager turnover, um, oh, which sure. was, you know, part of my managerial experience. I, mm. um, when we were in between managers, I did a lot of work delegation and, and nice. work, work would come down the pipeline and I'd, and I'd say, Oh, uh, this person isn't, doesn't have too much on their plate. Let's give it to that person. Oh, that's so a I, good experience. I know it was. Yeah. And that came up in the interview. Don't you worry. Nice. But, but anyway, um, 
part of that manager turnover was Brandon. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was the RF group manager for um, about six months or so, and then he no uh, hopped, hopped to another company, but now he's hopped back, so he's back again. I'm into that, <laughs> hopping back. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, that's so cool. Um, I'm sure we'll learn more about you, but I feel like it's a good time to uh maybe go for a little walk break maybe go for because we we haven't even i don't think i've mentioned officially what we're drinking today but uh we are drinking uh jack daniels single barrel barrel proof rye specifically we're drinking an oak and thieves uh pick and brian and i both have this bottle because we were both oak and thieves patreon subscribers or whatever you call it and we both really wanted this bottle yep <laughs> so um, and it was one of like the first picks of, of the barrel proof rye. Um, and so before we get into history on Jack Daniels and the rye, before we get into anything else, why don't we go for a quick walk break? So here we go to break. Hey, Brian. Yes? Do you know what garbanzo beans are? I have no idea. If you don't know what garbanzo beans, have you ever heard of chickpeas? I have heard of chickpeas. Chickpeas are what garbanzo beans are, but they're cooler. So anyway, what what's your opinion on chickpeas? You know, I really like chickpeas. My wife really <laughs> likes chickpeas. I put them in chili. They're delicious. They're hearty. They're chewy. I love them. That's what I like to hear. And you know what I like to hear as well is that uh, Bush's Baked Beans is not just about baked beans. They're about all beans. And garbanzo beans are beans too. So I want you to check out on bushesbakedbeans.com slash chill filtered not only their baked beans, but their garbanzo beans slash chickpeas. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, nice walk. A beautiful walk. It's a beautiful day in Virginia slash Arizona. Actually, how hot is it in Arizona right now? It's been a little cooler than normal. It is ninety. Um, it's ninety six right now. That's and, beautiful uh, for this it, point of day in Arizona. It is, and it. But I will say, uh, it has been like a hundred plus until about two days ago. So I think it's finally oh, coming around. I love it. I love that turn in Arizona yeah. weather. I know, it is right? Such a good turn. So I, you know, I live in Richmond now, Richmond area. And I think about Arizona all the time. I think it was my favorite, what do you call it, uh, climate place I've ever lived. And I've lived in a lot of places. And Arizona wins. Um, mm. Because and it gets hot, but you deal with it. And you don't sweat because it's so dry. It's amazing. So anyway. Yep. One day, maybe. Yep. I uh, I grew up in the Midwest, uh, and I grew up in the Midwest. And walking into the grocery store, you start to get swampy, and you, then once mm -hmm. you get in the grocery store, it's the same, and you're like, it's yep. muggy and whatever. Arizona, you walk into the grocery store while you're walking, you feel like you're in an oven, but as soon as you get in that grocery store, back to normal instantly. Yep. Yep. You get from your car, like that's the thing. The worst of time of year, you your car has good AC, the business or home has good AC. It's all you're dealing with is a like small walk to the to the grocery store or home. Otherwise, it's it's and then in the best time of year, it's the best. 
Yeah. So. And uh, you small walk to the grocery store or whatever. If you don't get in in about 90 seconds, you just die because it's too hot. Yeah. But as long as you but get if it's in. In 90 seconds, you're yeah. not even bothered. Yeah, yeah. not at all. <laughs> like, yeah. So move to Arizona, everyone. <laughs> um, some big notes to get to this week. Uh, not many. Uh, one, I appreciate all the support uh, from our listeners uh, during this transitionary time. Uh, and and even talking about my dad, I really appreciate. Even Brian reached out, and and other people reached out about my dad, and I really appreciate that stuff. Uh, one thing is speaking of you know hard times. Next Friday, or rather this Friday, um, yeah, this Friday after this episode comes out, uh, we're we're doing a drink along, but. It won't be your typical drink along where it's me and Robbie on YouTube live. It's actually going to be a Google hangout. Uh, so we're going to, you know, talk with people and, and I don't have to talk to myself during the drink along because Robbie's not joining. Uh, this will be me talking to you guys and you guys talking to me back in, in audio, not just uh, typing in the comments. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We're going to send out the link for the Google hangout. We'll take as many people as, as who want to join we're down. So it might be like three people. And if it's three people, it's going to be awesome. So uh, keep an eye out for the link for that. And it'll, I, I thought I'd title it, Come Cheer Cole Up. Uh, <laughs> so keep an eye out. Today, we're drinking, as I mentioned, uh, Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof Rye, the Oaken Thieves pick, which is basically the podcast, guys. Um, but we'll get into that. Thus far, we've only done uh, four episodes related to Jack Daniels. Episode 13, early on, we did old, old number seven. Uh, we did episode 56, the single barrel barrel proof Tennessee whiskey. Uh, about 100 episodes later, episode 153, we did the 2020 special release, similar to what we're drinking today, but it was their 2020 uh, single barrel barrel proof rye. Uh, but that was a, it wasn't the exact same thing. It was close. It's probably going to be very close, but uh, it's definitely not the exact same label um this is uh anyway yeah so we um where did i leave off and then we did one more episode oh okay um the fourth episode was not too long ago where we drank actually brian sent these in uh jack daniels 10 and jack daniels 12 for episode 251 uh, so we'll get into some jack daniels history background stuff uh, I, we've done a little bit before, but it's been a while since we went into like the basics of Jack Daniels stuff. So Lynchburg, Tennessee started up 1875. That's old. Uh, but the man, Jack Daniels, was actually born in 1850. And the dude loved his dad, but he did not much like his stepmom. Um, and when his dad died in the Civil War, uh, he ran away from home and met a guy named Dan Call. Uh, Dan Call was a preacher and distiller, uh, and he had a slave named Nathan, uh, but he went by Nearest Green, who was his master distiller. After Nearest was emancipated after the war, he still worked for Call or worked with Call and taught Jack Daniels all he could about distilling. And if you look up pictures of Jack Daniels and Nearest Green, dude, they look like some like like some like legit dudes that are like working cool to get like they just have this like look on their face it's like we're the real deal it's kind of cool um 
Eventually, Call and Daniels uh, started their official distillery. And in 1875, or that was in 1875. And in 1884, not too long after, uh, Dan Call, he stepped out of the business for religious reasons, as he was a preacher, first of all. Uh, And then uh, Jack took over. Uh, And eventually, Jack Daniels' nephew, name of Lem Motlow, Motlow, I don't know, took over after Jack Daniels died. And the cool thing is that, well, not the cool thing, the worst thing in the world is that prohibition happened first in 1910. uh, And that's not normally what people think of when they think of prohibition. They think of 1920. But Tennessee had prohibition before the national prohibition. Uh, And they made it a state law to ban distilling and drinking whiskey even before the 18th Amendment hit on the national level. Uh, so they tried to expand. Uh, Jack Daniels Distillery tried to expand from St. Louis to and Birmingham, Alabama, uh, but uh, both ventures failed. And with the national prohibition starting in 1920, they were having it pretty rough. And eventually, when prohibition ended 13 years later in 1933, uh, they still couldn't produce whiskey because the Tennessee law was still in effect. <laughs> so I thought was funny. So this guy Lem Motlow. Uh, becomes a state senator and basically does that to get the the law repealed. Uh, But then get this, after he gets the law repealed for Tennessee, Monroe County, where they make the whiskey, uh, where there were once over 15 distilleries back in the day, uh, was legally made a dry county, even though (laughs) prohibition was ended in both the state and nationally. Uh, It was a dry county, which um, meant in this case, Jack Daniels Distillery could make the whiskey, uh, but couldn't officially sell it within the county until 1994, uh, when they were allowed to sell commemorative decanters in their uh, gift shop. I remember so that's this. the loophole. Yeah. And uh, so it's basically like this: first Tennessee won't let them, then the country won't, then the country backs down, but the state won't, and when the state backs down, the county won't, which is very funny. Uh, anyway in uh, 2015 jack daniels started selling the single barrel barrel proofs but not their rise rather their tennessee whiskeys and remember there are some rules to being a tennessee whiskey in a nutshell it's that one it's made in tennessee Uh, it must have 51 percent corn uh, in terms of the grains used it must be distilled to no higher than 160 proof barreled at no higher than 125 proof aged in new charred oak Bottled at no less than 80 proof. So far, 100% bourbon rules. Um, and then, but then it also requires these days the Lincoln County process prior to aging, uh, which is where they, pro- it's a process where the distillate is passed through maple charcoal prior to aging. Uh, and we talked about the, the what was it like? Jack Daniels has like a seven foot uh uh charcoal like stack and then uh dickle has like a 13 13 foot or something like that yep yep ensue the dickle jokes yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) i love that episode i look back at that dickle (laughs) episode we did which we only did one and um and i got i just remember when i got dickle in my eye yeah and that was one of the i was i feel like that was soon after i started listening too i think it was like maybe like five or six episodes in or something is when (laughs) when you got dickle in your eye you guys were in vegas then for some reason vegas yeah we recorded a few episodes from vegas and uh, that was i think the first one 
And that was I just love in person uh, recordings because there's so much more of a, a vibe and like a, a exactly you know, the electricity there. So yep. Um, so unless of course the Tennessee rules, uh, unless of course you're grandfathered in uh, to being called a Tennessee whiskey before the rules went into effect, it went into effect in the last 20 years, I think, but I don't remember exactly what year. Uh, but the ones that got away with it without doing the Lincoln County process are Benjamin Pritchard, for example, uh, which is called a Tennessee whiskey. Uh, but they didn't want to do the Lincoln County process, but uh, they got away with it because they grandfathered in. Uh, but the question is, do they use the Lincoln County process for the rise? And apparently the answer is yes. So I found that out. Uh so let's talk about what we're drinking today and what makes it special. Jack Daniels, single barrel, barrel proof rye, oak and thieves pick. It's got the it's got the cool barrel um what do you call it? Necklace on it for mine. I'm sure yours <laughs> had one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got one too. It just clanks around a lot. I know. It's uh, kind of a it's kind of annoying. That's cool. It, it looks good, but it's kind but of But it, it, it also you realize that it's like a, a individual pick as opposed to like yeah. a single barrel. Yep, Which, yep. you know, of course, the single barrels just come out, but this one was selected. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, this is a single barrel, and every barrel is different. Uh, secondly, it's cast strength. So the uniformity of barrels gets even more thrown out the window. Uh, these are going to be similar, but you probably get a very different notes uh, when it comes to differences between barrels. Luckily, Brian and I have the same barrel. Uh, some of those, some of these releases even get to hazmat level, like above 140 proof, which is super cool. Um, uh, it is a rye whiskey and Jack Daniels has been known. I don't know the exact one of this, but some of the ryes usually look like a 70% rye, 18% corn and 12% malted barley, which is a very high rye rye mash bill. If you ask me, um, there is no age statement here, but it's assumed between about seven, six to seven years. Uh, which is pretty similar, actually, to the uh, 2020 release. Uh, did you ever get a bottle of that, Brian? The 2020 uh, release? No, no, I didn't. Okay. Um, I've tried it, uh, and uh-huh. it's phenomenal. It's like uh-huh. it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, but yeah. no, I I never got a bottle. Yeah. So I got, I was checking Reddit or something. I think it was Reddit, and it was like AZ whiskey or something like that. Mm-hmm. And one day, someone's like, "It was in what's that? What's that city?" Um, it's like south of phoenix Awatuki? Like, um, no even further like oh, south uh, mountain or whatever they call it yeah yeah sure is that what it, yeah yeah so like it was like in the ghetto though and someone's like hey this liquor store in the ghetto which basically was like was one of those liquor stores that like you have to ask for the whiskey and they'll pull it off the shelf for you yeah yeah um and they're like and so i booked it it was like a 40 minute drive from gilbert booked it there spent more than i needed to but not more than i wanted to uh it was like 150 or something for a bottle of that and i was like done yeah and uh and so got it i finished it since but it was very good at first it was a little scary and that's my worry about this to be honest is that sometimes jack daniels needs to breathe a little bit uh yeah Uh, especially their barrel proofs so we'll see how it goes it might um change a little bit uh like i said uh yep this specific release came from oak and thieves the patreon group for the podcast uh, which we love those guys and this bottle was selected by them and the master distiller chris fletcher and was uh supporting the special forces foundation which is a nonprofit that supports those 
in the U.S. Army Special Forces, Green Berets, and their families. So shout out to them. Uh, the proof is 134.3. So I'm excited about that. Uh, price for this pick was 75 plus. I got $18 shipping. I bet Brian got about the same. I don't uh, even remember, but probably, yeah. So Brian has tried this already. I haven't. Uh, I was. I actually poured out a sample and was literally... I literally bought the uh, courier fees for uh, this to send it to Robbie. And then that day, as I was, as I was about to hand it off to the courier, Robbie was like, hey. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so I have a sample. I poured a little. You can see the neck pours is done here. Uh, but that's all I got. So um, uh, shout out to Robbie Dedlow, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll pour... Oh, I didn't do the. Uh, actually, we should both do it. We should both recork, and then uncork. I tried, but I. It's very light. I hope I didn't talk over that. That was light. I I tried, but I don't know if I have some weird audio processing thing here or what. But uh, could you hear my dings earlier when I dinged? I Brandy? did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. All right. Well, here's a cork pop. Oh, that's a, not a not a bad cork pop. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, on the nose. I'm getting uh, just just even by pouring this, I'm getting the standard bananas uh, that you can get from mostly like the Jack Daniels rise always have bananas in my book, but the bourbon can sometimes have bananas. I blame the sugar maple. <laughs> ooh, so you, you poured samples of this and you never even sniffed it or anything, huh? I, I like to be surprised. Um, yep. I love the idea that you're pouring samples and your like arms are way over here and your head is way uh, yeah, over yeah. here and you're like, oh, I can't smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's easier than other times because um, because I'm just like work. I'm just like pouring it real quick. But but yeah. with pours like this, it's a little harder um, because this is very aromatic for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it's you can tell it's going to punch you in the face. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's also. It's also way oakier than I feel like it has any right really? to be on the nose. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I, you said you're estimating seven years. I, I don't, I don't know if it's. I, I think I've heard anywhere between like five and seven. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think, um, I think it's aged, but I, I don't think it's really yeah. aged. But at the same time, though, I will say, it absolutely smells like it's seven years. It, it smells yeah. very oaky. That's the thing about Jack Daniel's single barrel barrel proofs is that they are surprisingly aged for how little they're aged and it's not like six or seven years is little um but like and the other thing is like these these picks or at least these single barrel barrel proofs are usually a lot hotter than they read yeah um like i i've had some single barrel barrel proofs that taste like 145 on the proofage scale but they're like 130 right um ooh, did you you watch did you watch the last week's episode or did you listen to it uh i usually listen because i'm okay, usually cool. driving to work while i'm listening <laughs> so i was really proud of myself i, I don't know why but um oh actually Nick was talking uh that's not uh, true i watched this the whole second half of it oh, maybe cool. maybe even more than half but that uh-huh. that first half though i think i was audio only continue he, no you're fine he said um when I was like, this this tastes not like 130. I was like, this tastes like 105. And he goes, 10, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, 
proud of I myself. Saw that. I, I saw that. I saw his hands yeah. stick up like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um my big notes on the nose are I'm not getting as much oak as you're mentioning, but I don't um you know, I, I appreciate the differences there. But I'm getting candied bananas like crazy on this thing. Like like almost like dried banana chips um on this. And I'm not okay. Actually, you said dried, dried banana chips. I get which the which is always candy bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I um I'm lacking the the rich sugary brown sugar like the like mm-hmm. the bourbons usually have. The bourbons are usually very very sweet. Bananas foster kind kind mm-hmm. of um, uh, sugary banana. Uh, I'm not getting the sugary off this, but I hadn't really thought of the dry. I'm getting the dry with. I, well, now you got me thinking about it. I, uh-huh. I, you got me thinking about it. Uh, I'm, I'm also getting a little red berries on the nose, a little yeah. red berries, but, um, but yeah, dried fruits. I really like the dried totally. fruits. Now. Yeah. And so when I sipped it though, this changed everything. So I've never really had bananas foster, but I know it includes like brandy and sugar and bananas. Um, overwhelmed with, um, uh, it wasn't so much the sugar, but there was a little bit of sweetness to it. But it was like, it basically just reminded me of like brandy and and dried uh, bananas, basically. Yeah, um, and that, uh, yeah, I sipped it too. That, yeah, that heat just rolls in, and it's a slow roll in where, like, on that first sip on the landing, you you can just tell like oh, this is going to be hot in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then that over the next like 10 seconds, that heat just rolls up from where it hit totally. you originally. It, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing is like um, heat is definitely a pro or is a big player in this game. Uh, you, you need to take this one slow. Uh, but also my first note, I mean, my first thought when I sipped it was like, my mouth felt like talk about a mouthfeel like this will coat your your whole mouth with um, just a little bit of oak, like a little it'll dry your cheeks out a little bit and like your tongue will feel it. Uh, this doesn't happen on many whiskeys, but it definitely happens on this where it's like almost drying out your mouth in a wet way. I don't know. It sounds weird, yeah. but I get the dry. I get the tannic. It's like um after you've switched it around a bit and after you swallow it, your tongue kind of sticks to your cheek a little bit. Totally. It's that, it's that dry tannic feel where, yeah. Uh, tannic's that, a good note. Cause mm-hmm. it's like kind of, yeah, it's not exactly, um, it's like, it's like one of the tannic, you know, a tannic wine where you're drinking, where you're like, mm, like this is what I think of tannic. Sometimes I think of like oaky in a way that's yeah. Dry. Um, yeah sometimes yeah so yeah that um rye spice i mean it is a rye but mm-hmm. it's kind of masked by the um, by the sweetness yeah. the the mm-hmm. dried the dried fruits the dry banana uh yeah. and the heat kind of totally. just the ethanol heat it kind of masks that traditional rye sweetness but you get it like 30 seconds later you get it on the finish when you've kind of stopped thinking about it and you, and then mm-hmm. you're like ready for another sip and you're like and you're like, how does my yeah. mouth feel right now? And is you get that a little bit of spiciness, but the the fact that that rye spice is is masked so much almost makes me mm-hmm. want to drink the barrel proof bourbon and the barrel proof rye side by side. I don't oh. really know how they each would compare. I mean, of course, you'd think one's a bourbon, one's a rye. You'd know what the mm-hmm. rye is, but the rye just hits you with so much sweetness that 
I'm with you. In my mind, it almost just kind of feels like a bourbon. (laughs) Yeah. So this, I just took another sniff of it and I got a blatant note. And um, I'm not a huge fresh bananas fan, um, but this actually had a great kind of quality to it. So the note I'm getting that was just like, I can't deny it. It's 100% that note on the nose was um, oatmeal, oatmeal with bananas in it. Uh, I don't know if you're getting that at all. Banana oatmeal. Oats are grains, right? Grainy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's all coming oh, around. Actually, there. I mean, people have made oat whiskey before. Like no, High really? West makes one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, like the rolled oats that you see, I mean, they're grains. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've seen one or two, but I remember trying one at uh, the High West Distillery one time and it was very bright. That's what I remember from it. It's super bright whiskey. I get the I get the oatmeal from a brown sugar standpoint. I mm, think that mm, oatmeal typically mm-hmm. has a lot of brown sugar in it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I mean the brown sugar is just so pronounced here. You're totally. getting brown sugar banana, absolutely. So I Ooh, absolutely see like the oatmeal parallel for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna drop a few drops. Oh, yeah. I got a cough. <laughs> I'm Don't still been it. getting over that cold thing. <laughs> Not really. Getting over is one way to put it, but. Um, having lingering symptoms is another way to put it. So um, lingering cough at least. So uh, just yeah, added some water going around cough wise. Totally. I mean, even COVID's going around. Luckily I got tested. Oh, true. Apparently didn't have it. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently you never know these days. That's true. All right. Give it to the old spin J. Ooh, a little more or a little more bananas, a little less oatmeal. Um, yeah, it's a, it's way more inhalable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and that's you know, it's even like uh, you know, sometimes the adding a little water can make it more volatile. Not in this case for me. Uh, it has soothed it down a little bit. I um the. I'm not getting as much um, brown sugar. I'm getting, it's a little more on the lighter side of the fruity side. I'm getting a little mm-hmm. more of the banana than I'm getting of the brown sugar now. Uh, zero, zero rye spice, anything going on on the nose. Uh, if there mm-hmm. even was any earlier, I don't think I mentioned that at all. But but uh, the nose is much more inviting in a in a fruity way uh is mm-hmm. uh, you know what earlier i said that you uh oh no i said on the landing you know it's gonna punch you in the face or something but yeah. on this nose you don't know it's gonna punch you in the face totally i um i don't know what i like more i actually really like this with some a few drops of water uh it's definitely noticeable i i did get a little more oak then banana, but I still got banana, got the brown sugar. Um, it's pretty close uh, I, uh, in the taste. And I first, added like four drops of water too. So I think surprisingly still the same beast. First sip, I'm not getting the dryness. I, I'm not mm-hmm. getting the tannic and the dryness. Mm. That seems to all mm-hmm. be gone, but I'll try I'm again here in a sec. <laughs> no, you, I think that's the biggest difference for me is the the tannic, the the dry... The coating your mouth is not as present, even though it's still there. I'm still getting a little bit of mouthfeel there. It's not as, you know, obvious. I think I do like like that water. 
uh-huh. a little more. Yeah. And um, of of what I've had so far, I've I've only had it straight. I haven't haven't tried water. Haven't actually. I think I did try ice, um, but uh, but I hadn't tried water. And actually, that's I uh, I wish I knew exactly what proof I brought it down to, but um, uh-huh. it's uh, the finish is still very much there the finish is totally. just just as long as it was without water and yeah. uh, and i still get the rye spice on the finish now 30 seconds later and mm-hmm. and i and i'm it, it's just a little more fruity than it is um dark caramel yeah and and no no tannic no dryness yeah that's a really good point um because yeah you know it's funny i think one of the most definitive but also nebulous notes about whiskey is dark or light bright or yeah, not, not dark or light dark or bright. Cause they can like, if you get a nice sherry finished whiskey, you're probably not going to call it bright, but if you get like a nice uh, fruity whiskey, you might call it bright. Um, yeah. But and it's sometimes more of they can a, overlap. It's more of an emotion too. Yeah. Uh, so in the, in that way, well, I mean, whiskey is already subjective, but it's, uh, it's totally. very, it's very subjective when you hear somebody saying something like dark or it, or it's going to punch you in the face. Like I've yeah. said a couple of times, that's obviously e- even more subjective than whiskey already is. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. <laughs> so different nose with some ice. I dropped two little mini cubes, but they're already dissipated. Um, it is very fruity and maybe not front and center um, banana fruity. It's like almost like berries and apples fruity. Okay. I am still getting banana, but um, it's very bright on the nose with ice. The uh, I'm sniffing the ice. It's um, I'm, I'm still getting Oak. Like I'm still getting a lot of Oak, but it's um, I'm getting, a lot of dry oak. I'm getting like a like a dry woody oak. Um, mm. I'm missing the richness. There's no more brown sugar. Um, there's still some like dried bananas, but but um, um, I'm really just getting like a like a dry wood. So, have you ever had like besides like besides like Campari or something like that? Have you ever had like a really really good uh, Amaro? Amaro, no. Okay, so um, this kind of no, no, reminds me of like a really rich Amaro. Uh, there's a there's a restaurant if you're ever in the uh, Richmond area, it's called the Roosevelt. Okay, and they make their they basically like 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 get their own Amaros and and stuff like that. So it's like bitter, but also very herbal, mm-hmm. and but also very full bodied. Uh, that can be like a good Amaro. Yeah, uh, and I really lie. don't like Amaro's. What's that? I had I had to Google it. Not gonna lie. So like, uh-huh. a, so like grape grape brandy, kind of like a herbal yeah, herbal brandy, like bitter herb type add additions to it. I'm with and you. shout out to Amara Deadlow. Um, <laughs> and uh, but sh- but it's really complex with the ice in my opinion it's got like a depth and herbalness as opposed to the neat and ice pour or the neat and water pour yep it's um the i'm still getting a lot of richness on the palate uh-huh. yeah ice the maybe that's a proof thing um the the ice has watered it down some it is substantially colder <laughs> than, yeah. it, than it used to be 
but the uh the 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 richness is still there i'm still getting brown sugar on the palate i'm mm-hmm. still getting the the a lot wow. of the palate notes that i had gotten uh neat but it's just yeah. um it's just easier it's just uh it's it's colder it's easier it's um I'm, I'm not getting a lot of fruit though with ice. Yeah. Were you getting fruit on the palate on the ice? Not as not as much on the palate. I'm getting a lot more of the depth of. I think this. I mean, I will say this: the ice pour is the most complex for me. But I will say this: I don't. I don't know if I prefer this to the ice or or the water or neat pour because this is really special. I don't know why. The complexity for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's coughing. It yeah. happens. It happens to the best of us. I hadn't even taken a sip. Oh, rough. Re- recently. Uh-huh. This is all yeah, just me a- not operating like a normal human should operate. No. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Brandon, uh, Brandon, your, your uh, coworker, he mm-hmm. uh, reached out and said, thanks, Cole. So, <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah exactly yay we yay. love you <laughs> i um i i i understand what you mean by complexity because mm-hmm. the ice hasn't diminished the richness it Holy. is that's uh, a great point it's a rarity that a whiskey stays syrupy and stays yep. rich with ice because mm-hmm. normally ice just kills it. I yeah, it just like spreads it out too far sometimes. Seventy yeah. percent of the time, uh, <laughs> like I would say more than seventy percent. Yeah, like like <laughs> the, 80 or the 90, ice yeah. is like yeah, okay. I uh, I can't really yeah. smell much anymore. I can't really taste much anymore. But mm-hmm. what you still get with ice on this is. <sighs> is rich syrupiness and yeah. and you still get the sweetness and the brown sugar notes not not getting pr- pr- uh, prominent oak i'm not getting prominent sugar but i'm getting a fantastic uh nice cold iced bourbon brown mm. sugar syrupy experience it's fantastic yeah. well done the podcast and chris fletcher because i love this um I think I'm ready for my rating. Mm-hmm. Um, this, yeah, I love this. And I'm going to start out with the rating. I'm going to go a seven point, or not a seven, 9.23. <laughs> I was and like, so, man, seven, don't make no, me no, no, like no, no. come in way up here and have to justify yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, no, nine is definitely hub to what. It definitely breaks the nine barrier for me. Um, I think this is really special. This actually is better to me than the 2020 release. Whoa. Um, yeah, I love this. Oh, and dang. especially for just drinking it for the first time. Cause yeah, when I drank the 2020 release for the first time, I was like, I don't know if this is too hot. Uh, this is like well balanced hot. And, uh, so I'm digging it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm coming in, I'm coming in at 9.0. I think okay. that this is, it. this is hub it a what from like mm-hmm. a value and obtainability standpoint. Absolutely. It, Especially it's, value. It's fantastic. Um, you, you know, you say you usually rate on the best pour, but obviously totally. the fact that every, uh, ice water neat, the fact that all of them come in highly yeah. is, is worth mm-hmm. something too. 
Totally. So this, to me, this is a 9.0 because it is just awesome all around, no matter how you take it. And it is it. not exorbitantly expensive. And and if you're trying, you should be able to find, uh, I don't know what it's like nationally, at least. In Phoenix, yeah. if, if you're trying, if you talk to the people at Total Wine, you, you'd find out when it's coming in. And when it's coming mm -hmm. in, you can be there on the right day and, and you, you'd be able to find one. <laughs> totally. But uh, yeah, it's, it's obtainable and it's delicious. Did I tell you I got a second bottle or a second, um, a single barrel of this? Which one? Besides the pick, no, of the uh, the single barrel barrel for fry. Yeah. At, oh, is in Virginia it from a local store or something? Yeah, I mean from the like Virginia uh, store. So I it was a drop, right. and I saw it there, and I was like, I gotta get it. So does it? Mm -hmm. Does the tag say like Virginia ABC or something? It doesn't actually. It's just just a standard bear or standard bottle. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, so uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't even have a, a cool uh, shaky making a lot of noise barrel thing on it. it. Yeah. That's <laughs> the that's the wife alert when you go to when you go for exactly. a pour, and, and then the wife hears the clank. She's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you hey, doing right now? Will you pour me some too?" Yeah. And you're like dang it <laughs> yeah does your wife like whiskey so yeah uh i've kind of uh, got her i've got her on the train now nice. um it's taken taken a while but she mm. loves sherry sweet scotches nice uh, and i and i have tried many times try this bourbon try this rye oh this mm -hmm. is the easiest rye it's got all the hard candy notes and no spice but that. but she always 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 comes back to scotch and that's my respect her favorite is um dalmore she's uh she's nice. and, and i have i've given her blinds tons uh -huh. of tons of blinds and even just yeah. this this against that just little two blinds and she yeah. always picks dalmore always. that's cool so she loves 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 dalmore 12 probably for nice. christmas or something i'll spring for delmore 15 or something yeah, crazy or king alexander the third or whatever i know you did that like a year ago <laughs> or something you did that within the last year uh but yeah. the uh, my total wine has delmore 18 in the box i can't remember how Ooh. much it is but i gotta go and actually yeah. what i realized recently is the delmore 15 uh. is well, I think uh, anyone, please correct me on this. Join uh, our discord. Tell me how wrong I am. Totally. But, but the Dalmore 15, I believe, is the exact same as the Dalmore 12. Just more aged. Same uh -huh. same sherry finish. Uh, Oloroso, yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Oloroso, pretty sure. But anyway, it's um, it's it's finished in the same barrels. It's it's anyway, it's just three years more. Just a little longer. So that's her. That's her next step is Dalmore. Nice. 15, I think. Yeah. Have you, has she ever had Glendronic? Yes, Glendronic. Okay, so she prefers Dalmore to that. Glendronic. Let me just Google that real fast. I'm no, like, you're uh, good. I'm uh, I, I'm pretty sure I got that as a recommendation from you previously. Uh, -huh. uh and oh, um, Glendronic I, is my favorite. I don't in terms think... of sherry finished scotch. Yep. Yeah, I don't remember why, but I am a hundred percent certain that I've given her two blinds and two uh, for two hundred percent nice. <laughs> she, she picked the delmar over the glendronics and so i uh, like sean go uh, ahead no yeah sean ciaro and i are both thinking has she been exposed to richard patterson yet <laughs> no i'm not even sure i know who that is so he's like the i think he's the master blender of dalmore uh and he is so funny like, oh yeah he is like Oh my goodness. You just look up Richard Patterson and you're having a good time on YouTube. Okay. 
Uh, so highly recommend. And she will, I like, I have a feeling she will love the idea that Dalmore's like main guy behind it is so friggin' funny. Like he's nice. like, he'll like, he'll like be like, what, what's the first thing you do when you get a whiskey? He's like, I don't know. You sniff it. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, and he'll just shut it down. <laughs> be like, no, you just pour it out. Like you like throw it out of your glass and then sniff the glass and like stuff <laughs> like that. And he's, he's just got this, um, you know, charisma that is, um, very, um, humorous but also like very much respects the whiskey but also just has a blast with it yeah it's infectious the Mm, exactly i was i was trying to imagine where you're going with that it's like yeah Mm. uh you and i know there's a thing to this i don't mean to be uh, pedantic or anything but like uh (laughs) rub it rub it on your hands and you rub your hands together and you give it a good sniff and uh... (laughs) literally what i was doing with the sazerac when it spilled on my hands earlier i was like yeast (laughs) apples Bry, like and, yeah. and a little bit of coal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny about the so that and again that was the Dalmore guy, right? Yeah, Richard Patterson. Yep. I it, it was really cool. I mean, the interview with uh with Found North, uh, that was mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, he was infectious too. Like yeah, uh, he, it was so easy to talk to him. He Nick got Taylor, me to yeah. he got me to love Found North. And uh, I don't I can't remember if I told you, but I did go ahead the day that you told me probably to one of the last bottles. Yeah, probably because uh mm-hmm. like I bought it on a Tuesday and then mm-hmm. and then I was kind of I was trying to check my shipping status Wednesday and I noticed, mm-hmm. you know, it was still in stock, whatever, but literally Thursday, it wasn't in stock anymore. Nice. And Even I, before the episode came out. Yeah. So I, uh, I reached out to shared poor who I bought it from uh-huh. and I was like, Hey, I, uh, bought uh, found North batch seven and I just wanted to make sure like it's not in stock anymore. Were you able to set one aside for me? Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we don't, we don't have it listed for sale if there's none available. So we definitely have your set aside for you. And, uh, wow. in, in theory, I get it tomorrow. So I know you had a sample for me. You can totally hold it or you can, nice. uh, uh, you could Robbie is a good candidate for that. Maybe uh-huh. just for funsies or whatever. Nice. But, uh, anyway, you can do whatever you want with that, uh, with that uh, sample. No. Cause now, I've got my own bottle. Like well, that's what I, I mean. Like I have not heard. I have not heard. Oh, you right. The, what what right do you have here, lined up the right desk. there? It's just still right there. Yeah. And it's, I only sipped a little bit. Yeah. Right. A little bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one is a, the uh, neck pour is for Robbie too, <laughs> which uh, I was going to send to him as well. I'm not a, I'm not a huge subscriber of the neck pour ideal. Yeah. I, uh, I I'll, I'll take a stance here. I, mm-hmm. I believe that neck pour is more of a more of an expectations, a personal yeah. expectations. You never know what to expect on the first neck pour. Totally. You never know what to expect. You don't know how it's going to hit you the first time around, yep. and and it can I, change. I. I and I don't know, you know, if people are familiar with a bottle and then they open a brand new bottle of the exact same one and they're like, oh, neck pour, it tastes totally different. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. maybe that's an expectations. Maybe you expected it to taste different yeah. because you think the neck pour is a thing. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, I'm a big Bias. subscriber of, of uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. First time, it's whatever. Try it again in mm-hmm. five days and yeah. see what you think again. And your expectations are set because you remember what the neck pour is like. You know what you're going into. You know what's expect and 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 you'll you'll have more notes you'll have better notes and it'll probably hit you better the second time because you kind of know what you're up against usually it is i would say from my experience (laughs) 
But um, no, that's great. We got our ratings in. I think it is time, potentially, for our next segment of the show that we like to call Whiskey World News. All right, this segment of the podcast is called Whiskey World News. We're going to read an article called uh, <laughs> Buffalo Trace Heads Across the Pond. Didn't write Ooh. it. Going to read it. Love you, Robbie. Here it is. Written by Julia Higgins. So later this year, Buffalo Trace will put down roots in London, bringing its whiskeys, wares, and a real taste of bourbon country to the city in a move that is, that's the first of its kind for any American distillery. Buffalo Trace's new 2,000-square-foot location will be on Long Acre in London's Covent Garden in the West End neighborhood famous for its shopping, restaurants, and theaters about one mile east of Buckingham Palace. Nice. The new outpost will feature a sensory experience with the idea of transporting international visitors to Frankfurt, Kentucky. Nice. Two, two separate tasting flights will be offered at a bar on site. The first flight, Taste of the Trace will offer pours of Buffalo Trace bourbon, Sazerac rye, and the distillery's bourbon cream, as well as a sampling of nice. its bourbon and ginger ale cocktail. Nice. The second tasting, Tradition and Change, will skew higher end and focus, focus exclusively on bourbon with pours of White Dog Mash Number no. 1, Buffalo Trace. Fancy. <laughs> yeah, higher end. Eagle Rare 10 year old and E.H. Taylor small batch okay. and a Buffalo Trace old fashioned. Nice. Aside from the tasting experience and sharing how its brands are made, Buffalo Trace Distillery London will also feature a retail component where Londoners and tourists will be able to purchase merchandise exclusive to the new location. And of course, whiskey, namely the core expressions, but more rarefied bottlings will be available in its opening months. Nice. What do you think about that, Cole? You ever been to London? I've been to London and I went to a few liquor you know stores out there and it's kind of it makes sense like they're gonna do well um because i remember one time asking when i was at a liquor store in london they were like i was like oh cool do you have american whiskey they're like well we don't have blantons i'll tell you that and i was like okay so it's a big thing here yeah Uh, but also that was the time where blantons uh special editions weren't sold in the u.s where it was like asia Mm. international was like you only get Blanton's 93 as opposed to like Blanton's green or gold or straight from the barrel or something like that. Um, so I think this is kind of cool. And I, I know it'll do well uh, because people even in London and Europe think that Buffalo Trace is a big deal as well. Yeah, um, I, I particularly thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says it's the first of its kind. Like, I guess no I other distilleries have, have put down roots anywhere totally. else. And that's yeah. the thing is like, when I was so when I went to Europe last, um, I picked up a bottle of um, at least in Paris, I picked up a bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace uh, Single Oak Project. Ooh. And so, oh man, was that the 16? Yes, and I still okay, so like right there, you can't really see it, but it's like, oh, right there, right is it, there. is it, is it empty? very skinny no it's got two inches on it (laughs) and i am nursing i don't even know when the next time i'm gonna drink that is but it is one of my favorite pours of all time 
Yeah. And to be honest, the funny thing is, is that uh, John uh, Hughes of uh, Embellish Pod, he sent us 115, and I think 115 was better. Uh, so I'm a big fan of the single oak project and I'm a big fan of experimentation. Um, but like, that's the thing about Europe is like, they only get so many things and, and, but I think people really, really dig Buffalo trace out in Europe as well, which is in a way good in a way bad because it's bad. It's good because like, I, I do believe Buffalo trace is really nailing it on the sweeter bourbony pours. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's the sad thing is that it's it's just getting as rare as it is in the u.s is like you know good luck finding a bottle of buffalo trace like right for me it's like i probably can find one on a drop if i'm there early um but um well yeah yeah. you said yeah good luck finding a bottle of buffalo trace it specifically says skew higher end and focus exclusively Mm -hmm. on whatever white dog number one and buffalo trace yeah Yeah. like i get it yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's uh, halfway across the world yeah uh yeah anyway uh they they got to try it, I guess. No, most notably, obviously, Blanton's is missing. That yeah, that would be super, surprising, super yeah. fun for them if, mm-hmm. and like, that could be the the you know their white whale, their ghost. Oh, they're right. always chasing. If if this Buffalo Trace store had a Blanton's every yeah. month or something, and they could have mm-hmm. some fun dealing with that, then they'd get to experience what the rest of us experience all the time. Yeah. Uh, let's go wait outside the Buffalo Trace store oh, for <laughs> two hours before thing. they open. <laughs> exactly. And that's the, that's the funny thing to me is like, I saw this, not maybe this exact article, but I saw something mentioning this, they're, they're opening something in London. And I was like, they're going to do well. Like, it's just, it's funny. Like people with people really dig Buffalo Trace and I can't blame them. I love everything they put out and right. I am, I'm truly like a fanboy. but at this point it's like, no, I've realized there's more to whiskey than Buffalo trace, but I still love everything Buffalo trace puts out. Yeah. I like a sweeter bourbon. Totally. Like and, bourbon. So, yeah. and marketing wise, I mean, once you've kind of dug in as like the epitome of American bourbon whiskey, totally. like that's what, uh, uh, statistical likelihood mm-hmm. b- people internationally uh, are most likely going to know the name buffalo trace if they yeah. know any other name so totally of, of course this is going to be something super fun and popular <laughs> yeah when i went to london last uh i went to this one bar in soho i think it was called i don't know but they had just that week gotten bottles of um pappy 15 pappy 20 and the 12 year and the 10 year they didn't get a 23 or no i think they did but i did so okay how much so you have you ever had pappy 23 so no and actually to be clear i've never had any pappy i've i've never had any van winkle my buddy david who Uh who let me have this twice barrel dry he's the only person i know with a bottle open bottle of anything and it's and it's the old rip 10 (laughs) like obviously i owe him now (laughs) for for letting me have this twice barrel rye but man uh, i would i would have poured something out for you Uh, i don't have anything at the moment but (laughs) my last my last one was the one you helped me trade was the lot b Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. One of these days, I I mean, I'll Mm. I'll get to try old rip from him, which Mm. I know, you know, relative to Pappy and whatnot is, it is 
uh, okay. I'm sure it's great, but, uh, but it's probably overhyped maybe. And I don't know, hopefully my expectations are kind of set where they're supposed to be, but <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. They're great. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I mean, how could they but not? They're be? not, like, they're, they're truly not the Holy grail, right? But they are okay. all good. Yeah. Like even the 23 is not even over oaked. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. got to try yeah. that when I worked at the bar um, in Richmond. So at, like, I'm okay. Never trying Pappy 23. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews and over oaked mm. and I know you're particularly susceptible to over. Yeah, but I didn't think it was yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, uh, Pappy 15. Absolutely. Uh, if I were to just look, um objectively at mm-hmm. the stats and what's the proof yeah. and what's the age i like pappy 15 seems like it's gonna be something that's the most up my alley totally. uh, i will absolutely try it out try it at a yeah. bar sometime or something mm-hmm. it's it's just it needs to be my birthday or whatever or birth of a first child or something i don't know what's the <laughs> most you would spend though on a pappy 20 for for example a, a pour of pappy 20 yeah. mm-hmm. a pour yeah. well okay okay so what's the most i would spend the mm-hmm. most i would spend is probably like in the low 100s okay and and, it, and if that's not what the going rate is then mm-hmm. that's cool i'll just never try it then like i'm not so, gonna stretch for it or whatever totally. you want to want to guess how much i spent for it in london last in 2019 right before covid do I have to convert to euros? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what is it? What is it? They were about the same. They were like 1.1 1. 1 or something like that. So I've spent 35 euros, I think, on, um, yeah, which is about like, you know, 40 or so bucks. Damn. Um, and I was like, and then I, I want to say, no, they didn't. That's what I remember. They didn't have 23, but they did have 15 and 20 and the 20 was 35. And I'm like, done and they literally got it that week or, and and i was just talking to the bartender i'm like dude this is crazy and he's like yeah it's crazy you're the first yeah. to open this bottle you're like do you and... have any rooms available here i'd like to stay yeah seriously dude they had some good stuff that week and uh that being said i loved the 20 Ooh. i thought it was fantastic wow and uh, and it was funny because i had the 20 when i worked at that bar um, but this was even better for some reason. Like it was, I don't know if it was the vintage or just the fact that I was trying it at a bar as opposed to working at the bar. It was so good. So yeah. I had to Google it, but mm-hmm. Pappy 20, 90 proof. Pappy uh-huh. 15 is 107, right? Mm-hmm. I don't crazy. think so. Well, I think they're all 90. Clearly, I just have no idea. But no, it's um, all good. But uh I always but I had a full bottle of the the 15 at one point. Oh yeah. Done. It was well, done as uh, of like 2016, 2017. Of of course it's done. I mean, of all the bottles to just drink and finish, that's <laughs> that's the one. Totally. Uh I did Google it though. Peppy was 15. It Peppy 15 is 107. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. But the fact that you tried 15 and 20 next to each other and you enjoyed the 20 and it's 90 proof, I mean, that's that's saying something. That well, must I don't have know had some I, substance I definitely to it. No, I did at one point try them next to each other because um, when I worked at that bar, the um, someone came in and was like, line them up, pappies. And I'm like, I'm going to need your credit card right now for that <laughs> first. And uh, so, that, yeah, they lined them up and I got to, you know, legally i was not able to drink that whiskey 
But I drank that whiskey. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You can always say you spit it into a yeah, spittoon yeah. or something. Spit it right out. I was t- tasting it. Yeah, something like that. Right, so. right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I like that article. Thank you so much. Nice. Any any thoughts yourself that you haven't mentioned already? No, no. I uh, I think it's it's super fun that mm-hmm. that they're that they're branching out. I mean, if there was some London whiskey company that <laughs> opened up down the street, heck yeah, I'd be yeah. there on opening day. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I I want to try anything and everything. I love yeah. I love comparing things. I love trying anything. I oh, want to I want to know what everything is like. Yeah. So I want if you know London whiskey, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess it's time for our next segment of the show that we like to call what we switch choose. And Brian, you have a prepped what we switch choose. And I have an answer already, oh. but I want to hear what it is. I so never, if you don't remember, do you remember it? I do remember it. Okay, uh, okay, okay. But I never prepped an answer for myself. Mm. <laughs> I was so excited about my question. That's, that's that- the fun of it. Yeah, while yeah. you're uh, while you're answering, yeah. I'm gonna have to think real hard about this. Yeah. But but today's what whiskey would you choose? Today's what what whiskey would you choose is uh, if so when you go to the liquor store and you're perusing the aisles, you're walking around, you're seeing everything that's on the shelves. What do you always see? It's always there, readily available, that you always pass on and you've never tried before. But every time you see it, you're like. I wonder what that's like. I wonder if that's good. Maybe one of these days I'll pick it up. Totally. But you've never tried it. You've never picked it up. You've just always wondered about it. What's the number one whiskey that's obtainable that you've always wondered about? I like this. So, okay. Mine isn't like, I don't know how available it is outside of Virginia, but I've been walking into the liquor store a lot and seeing this one bottle and it's MGP juice apparently. And it's a 12 year and, and it's like, I think it's like 94 proof or something like that, but it's like really calling my name and I don't know how available it is otherwise, but I have seen it for weeks at the ABC stores and mine is, it's called Hooten Young. Uh, have you ever seen this? No, no, I've never heard. So the name. it's like, uh, I just looked it up to double check. So yeah, H O T E N young um it's like it's like 70 bucks but um it looks pretty cool and like i said it's it's 12 year mgp juice and it looks and people apparently are like i talked to someone at the abc store which sometimes usually most of the time they have no idea what they're talking about the abc employees because you Mm. know what i found out about abc is that they can't buy special items usually and let, like like for example like a um for like a, a drop that they do it in the abc stores like they can't even buy those things so it's like good why would you, you even work there yeah good for you, it's good though. for me yeah but it's like for them when i worked at a liquor store in madison literally at christmas i was handed a bottle of george t stag because they're like thanks for your service thanks for doing what you do and i'm like <laughs> okay so wow. i paid for it but they were like here's yeah. a bottle that you can buy yeah of george you said because we love you and we appreciate your what you've done for you know the liquor store yeah and but like abc's like deal with it man like yeah you're not gonna get anything special right but so anyway that's why i wouldn't work for the abc store but they <laughs> someone was like hey a lot of people have been coming in and buying this hooten young 12 year 
Oh, as I look at it now, it's not even a bourbon. It's an American whiskey. So I got to look into that a little deeper. H-O-O-T-E-N. Hooten yeah, Young. Whiskey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. 99% corn, 1% barley, apparently. So it's yeah. a corn whiskey. All right. So I'm still intrigued. Still What's the approximate price? Just curious. Uh, 70 bucks. 70 bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's American whiskey. And it's apparently. 12 year though. 12 year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's that's yeah. pretty in line. I, I yeah. feel like value wise, 12 year, even though, yeah, American whiskey and 70 yeah. seems about right. Yeah. So now I'm worried though, but like a, a corn whiskey. But anyway. I've still been eyeing it for weeks. Nice, nice. Well, you know, it's the whole point of this is something that catches your eye. What catches your mm-hmm. eye? And for me, what catches my eye mm-hmm. is the stuff in the fancy cabinet at nice. at Total Wine. Mm-hmm. The 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 one that catches my eye in particular is Fourgate. Have you ever heard of Fourgate? Totally. No, I, I totally have. There's a what is it? Bourbonoutfitters.com always sends me emails about Fourgate, and they have a lot of cool finishes and stuff. Yeah, but I've never tried it. Never. And they do they do batched releases mm-hmm. because, and I know this because every time I walk by and I look at it, and I know they're at twenty six, twenty seven, or twenty five. Oh, wow. They're they're right around there right now. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what the yeah. what the absolute latest is but i know they have batch releases i know that they have um non-batch releases i there's there i don't know if it's technically a store pick or what uh i've been able to sample from friends i've tried an ambarana finish oh nice and i've tried a mizanara finish nice i don't know if those were batched releases they they were Uh very very good they were very very, very okay but I will say MSRP, and again, it's at Total Wine, so mm-hmm. it's at MSRP-ish. I, I do yeah, feel like Arizona, Arizona prices are a little higher than what I hear around. A little bit, but uh, not much. But yeah. In Arizona, it's like two fifteen, two twenty, or something mm-hmm. for a for a four gate, which is which is very expensive. Yes, yeah, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. That is. Uh, Obviously, it's too much of a commitment. I haven't wanted to just bite the bullet on one of these. Yeah, but I've tried them, and I've I know that they're very good. Uh, what I will say, the thing that's mm-hmm. really getting me here is a previous release. I don't know; it was somewhere around twenty three or twenty four of their batches. Was mm-hmm. it was called Perry Perry, and it's a rye. I'm a big time rye guy, so I appreciate okay. get, getting to do the rye today. I'm mm-hmm. a big time rye guy. And uh, this Perry Perry release from Fourgate was finished in port casks. Okay. Again, ninety nine percent sure. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong on yeah. uh, this, on Discord, please. But uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, it was finished in port casks, so it's a port finished rye. Nice. Um, I can't remember the years, but too many of those. decent years, but not a lot of years on mm-hmm. the age um and and kind of not a lot in order to question the is it really worth $200 uh kind of uh, uh the $200 figure yeah. but enough to get me curious and i'm totally. always curious uh, i want to try anything and everything so that's super I, cool i know the peri peri is awesome so if there's another release that comes out that's a rye that's finished i love my finished rye nice i might just have to hop on that yeah have so we talked the other day, or at least on Discord, about uh, the Nulu Green Label or the Green Wax Late Tops. Um, I was able to get one recently, so mm-hmm. those are those are they're not always finished, are they? They're just like six or seven years. 
correct that they're not always finished. Uh-huh. Um, mm. Six or seven years, probably usually closer to six. They're yeah. um, they're they're not old, but they're not yeah. they're not four years. They're not, kills they're, it, though. they're not young. Mm. Uh, they love to finish in strange finishes. And nice. I have I have several finishes. I have a sherry apple brandy. I have an apple brandy. I have um, I can't remember what else. <laughs> and Nicole is holding up some. Oh, that's a green top. Oh, that's the ADHD whiskey one. ADHD yeah, one. yeah. And I have I, like an inch and a half. Left yeah. Yeah. That was a drink along too, right? So that if you subscribe on Patreon to the drink exactly. along here, you'll you'll get to drink along. This along was uh peachios if i remember yeah. correctly it was so good yeah <laughs> and, and if i remember correctly to toot my own horn i was the uh, one who said peach during, i'm into that during the <laughs> <I'm into that. laughs> hey, anyway it. anyway uh yeah the the new the green tops i, I love them so and uh, I, I love them because to come full circle all the way around to the funky mm-hmm. note idea oh, that that funky a little bit of tobacco note I get that on the Nulu green tops, which are straight rise. The green mm-hmm. tops, to my knowledge, are always straight rise. Yeah. And I and I did a lineup not too long ago mm-hmm. of a Nulu straight rye. I had a Sagamore 107s. Oh, nice. Or sorry, 114 okay. store pick, seven nice. year rye, and a, and a couple other ryes. I think I had an uh, an Old Bones. My buddy Josh sent me a, okay. a 10 year MGP Old Bones rye. Okay. You know, Sagamore's MGP and Nulu's mm-hmm. MGP. I had this yep. Old Bones' MGP. I love to do comparisons like this. That's and cool. So I lined them all up, and sure enough, that Nulu came out on top still that nulu has just a little bit of like tobacco earthy funky compared to the Mm -hmm. rest and that the the sagamore's got that traditional cherry cherry Mm -hmm. mgp rye kind of hard candy sweetness yeah but uh, but nulu's just hit me in the right place so i can't ever pass one up when i see one shout out to nulu for killing it in the rye department i haven't i mean i've had the uh the apple brandy finished uh, rye that ADHD whiskey did. And that was good. Uh, but like, dude, their ryes are so far as I've had them. They're great. So I, I might've alluded to this. I might've uh-huh. uh, alluded to this earlier, but um, from shared pour, um, I did go ahead and grab a backup along with the found North nice. of this Nulu rye. Nice. That's double oaked. Ooh. And then PX Sherry finished for like eight or 11 months i can't remember how many x too but that's a hot one yeah it is oaked and then double oaked oaked again and then px sherry after that yeah and it's not a blend it's yeah yeah, yeah. barrel 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 and it was rye you said and it's a and it's a rye and it's you know 59 or something uh it it is just flavor flavor for days rich sherry flavor I like that. You know, when my friend would, he reached out about the green top or the green wax label or the green wax, whatever you call it. There was also another one on there that was a double barrel or a double oaked rye. And I was like, I'll, all I know is that the, uh, the, like the rise or the straight rise, like are so far have very much pleased me. And it was mm-hmm. a little more expensive. It was like 110 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I was I'd pay 110 for that. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes with the yeah. new one. Yeah, and compare it against the ADHD too. Let me know if yeah. they uh, if they're different much. Yeah. So no, um, this week no. Uh, what whiskey would you choose? No, no whiskey would you choose. 
rather no uh i'll tell you this next week we'll be drinking yamazaki 18 so no Ooh. votes this week on a two pick tuesday um but i feel like this has been a great episode brian i uh, i feel like this is uh i feel like you've done very well and i hope our listeners agree with me <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> until then <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i uh i i really appreciate it this is uh, you know if this is just one and done for me i appreciate it so much i've been listening for a while it's been a real pleasure for me to just be on here and chat with you and i hope that any future guests have as much fun as i did today i hope so too and i also hope that um I, I honestly, I hope uh, for their sake, their their uh, their episodes will be as smooth as this one. As well. <laughs> well, I hope that everyone, the next time you go into that liquor store you usually go in, you find that bottle you're looking for. Hey, I'm into that. But most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of whiskey lifted your spirits. <laughs> You're both yeah. idiots. Sweet. Whoo. My booty. My booty. <laughs> 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 <laughs>